Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow writer or copywriter. I hope you had a great week with your business. Here is a scenario that I hope never happens to you, but if you've been in the writing or copywriting or content writing business long enough, it is going to happen to you. probably has already happened to you. And here's the scenario. You write something for your client. Let's say you write a draft of a web page or an email campaign or an ad or an article for their blog. And you write it. You do a great job. At least you think you did. You send it in to the client. You wait for feedback from your client. And you hear nothing. And then you send a couple of, of emails to follow up. Uh, hey, I sent the uh, copy to you on Tuesday. Uh, do you have any requests for changes? What did you think of it? Is it on target? And you hear nothing. And then a couple days later, you decide to call and you leave a voicemail and no one returns your call. Silence. Well, at this point, your imagination is probably running wild. You're, you might be thinking, Boy, does this client hate my copy so much that they're giving me the silent treatment? They won't even talk to me anymore. Um, Or you might be thinking something's happened to your client. You know, uh, did they get sick, fired? What's what's going on? It's a real mystery to you. Uh, And this happens more often than you may think. In fact, it happened to me uh, just just last year with, with with a new client. Um, But this particular topic, which I call when a client goes silent, I actually got this from a podcast listener, Gary Mall. So Gary, thank you very much for suggesting this topic. And he sent me an email and he said, you know, what do you do when you submit a first draft of your copy and then the client, for whatever reason, doesn't follow up? No edits, no final approval, no meaningful communication whatsoever. They just don't give you any feedback. Nothing happens. Silence. What do you do? (laughs) Well, let me give you some strategies on how to deal with this odd but not uncommon situation. First of all, let's go over some of the fears you may have. You might be worried when that happens that they're so disappointed in your copy that they won't even talk to you anymore, that they're giving you the silent treatment. As rude as that may seem, Um, and that, you know what, that could be the case. That could be a reason why they're not getting back to you is that they, they received your copy. They read it. They went, oh, this is not what I'm looking for. They're very disappointed and they just don't want to talk to you anymore about it. They just don't want to do business with you anymore. That unfortunately could be the case. That's the nature of the business that we're in is that you could be a great writer. You could be a great copywriter or a content writer. You could really know how to craft effective copy for all kinds of B2B communications. And even so, you may not be the best choice for every single company out there. It could be a company who uh, are looking for something a little bit different, something that is really outside of what you do. And you just can't please them. I mean, that could happen to the even the best writers. But you want to find out, don't you? Uh, another reason why this could be happening is that the client may have canceled the project or the project may be put on the back burner because something important and urgent has come up. 
And they're either embarrassed to tell you that the project's been canceled or delayed or or they're just so busy doing other things that, you know, they can't get back to you right away, as rude as that may seem. Uh, marketing directors, business owners, yes, they can really get busy and get into almost crisis mode on some projects. And, you know, they get maybe 200 emails a day and maybe they can't get back to you right away. That could be the reason. Or it could be that the company's facing financial difficulty. That could be a reason. Or maybe your client has changed positions. I remember many, many years ago, I was writing an ad for the creative director of this uh, ad agency. And uh, he quit halfway through the project. And not only only did he quit halfway through the project, but he quit and didn't tell me. And then as I was following up, I discovered that no one else in the agency didn't even know me and didn't even know anything about this project, which made it a lot of fun trying to collect on my invoice. I'll tell you that much. So, So these things can happen. So when you submit a project and the client goes silent and you don't get any feedback and you follow up and you hear nothing, there are really three things that you want to accomplish in this situation. Number one, you want to make sure you get paid. You want to make sure you get paid for the work that you've done to that point. You may have completely finished the project completely, as far as you're concerned, or you may be finished part of a project, could be part of a website, and you've done two or three key pages, and you're waiting for feedback on that. Whatever the case is, you need to make sure you're you're going to get paid, and paid in a timely manner. Secondly, you do want to find out if they're disappointed in your writing services. You want to You want to find that out, and there's a couple of good reasons why. Uh, First of all, for some clients, especially if they haven't used a a copywriter before or worked with a freelancer before, um, sometimes they they may have a misunderstanding that the copy you sent them is the final copy. They may not realize that it's okay for them to ask for changes and revisions, and in fact, that's part of the process. Uh, They may look at it as final copy and go, I don't like it, and then they think that's the end of the game. They may need a reminder from you that, no, uh, you know, let me know what you want changed, Mr. Client, and I'll be happy to change it. They may need to be reminded that revisions are are okay. Or, and I've run into this problem a lot, is sometimes the client looks at your copy and they think uh, it's really off target, that that it's going to be a major revision to fix it, when in reality, you can probably fix it very, very quickly. For example, the client may not like the headline of an email and the ending of an email, and so they look at the whole email and think, oh, it's awful, when in reality, changing the headline and changing the ending is probably a very quick fix for you, (laughs) okay? So it may seem like a major revision to the client, a very simple revision for you, and the client may get agitated by looking at it and thinking it's a, it's a big deal when it really isn't. So sometimes you have to remind the client, you know, revisions are part of the process and I could probably do them fairly quickly. And the third thing you want to accomplish, so let me go over that again, you want to get paid, you want to find out if they're disappointed in your, in your writing services and probe that and find out why. Well, three, you want to maintain a good relationship no matter what happens, even if they are disappointed in your services. You want to make sure that you maintain a good relationship with them because you never know. 
they may actually like your services, but for many other reasons, maybe that project wasn't quite the best project to judge you on. They may hire you later on. They may uh, refer you to other people. Or, and, of course, you don't want them saying bad things about you. You want to be able to hold your head up high. So leave uh, the relationship with your head held high. You want to maintain a good relationship with that client, even if you never do business with them again. So that's what you want to accomplish. Now, how do you accomplish it? Well, here are some things you can do. First of all, let's start with money. Number one, you want to get a deposit on all new clients. Anytime you work with someone new, no matter how large they are, get a deposit. For most projects, the standard is 50%, a 50% deposit. So if you're writing a case study for a B2B company and you're charging them, let's say, $1,200, it's okay to ask for a $600 deposit. The good news with that is that $600 is probably enough to cover your time on that project. So if it goes south and you do this case study and you hear nothing back and the client just goes silent or they go broke or something, whatever happens, at least you have that 50%, which probably covers the cost all the way up to the first draft. Okay, so at least you're being paid that much. And that's a a much better, more secure feeling than doing a lot of work on a project and worrying about being paid when you don't have a deposit. So get a deposit on new clients. That's number one. Number two, and this one's really important, be clear about when you send your invoice. Now, what I always do when I'm working with clients, and it's in my agreement that they sign, is I tell them that I send my invoice 30 days after submitting the first draft or when the client approves the copy, whichever comes first. Okay, so if I submit the copy and the client wants some revisions and then he approves it and it's two weeks after I've submitted the first copy, then I'll I'll, uh, I'll invoice them then. But if I submit the copy and I hear nothing back, and I followed up, and I've asked for feedback, and I hear nothing back, when 30 days goes by, I send my invoice for the entire project. Okay, because that, that's in my agreement, and I make that clear to clients, so they know when to expect an invoice. Okay, I don't wait until they tell me the project is done, because if they put it on hold or the approval's on hold, that could be weeks or months from now. I want to make sure that there's a time when I can send my final invoice. And for me, I think the time that works best is 30 days after I've submitted my first completed draft. And that works well for me. Number three, make sure you have a strong paper trail. You know, you want, your, you want to get your client to sign an agreement or at least to agree via email. You want to make sure that things like pricing and the scope of the project and what it is and when you invoice and all those details have been confirmed with the client. And make sure there's a paper trail, either that's done through back and forth correspondence with email or they sign an agreement, but you have a paper trail. Okay, so there's no arguments there. Uh, That really helped me with that client that left the company and didn't tell anybody that I was working for him, (laughs) okay? I had an agreement signed by him with my price, and I was able to show that, and they went, okay, I guess you were doing this work, and I got paid. If I didn't have that agreement or a paper trail, it would have been much more difficult for me, maybe impossible. 
So that's, those are things you can do to make sure you get paid, which is the first thing you want to accomplish. Now let's take a look at the other two things you want to accomplish. You want to find out if they're disappointed in your writing services, and you want to maintain a good relationship no matter what happens. So after you submit your copy draft, make sure you follow up right away. I follow up the very next day. If I send copy to a client today, I will send an email following up tomorrow. I, I stay on top of it. I follow up right away because I want feedback. Uh, I, I want to work with the client to make sure that the copy is just perfect for them. So I want feedback. And I will send an email the very next day. If I don't receive a reply, I'll wait two or three business days and I'll send another email. If I don't receive an apply after that, then I will, I will make a phone call. And I'll usually get voicemail these days. And I'll leave a message in their voicemail. And then if I don't hear from that a couple days later, I will send an email. But this time in the email, I will request that we set up a quick phone call to discuss the copy. And I'll actually suggest a time and a date. So I'll say something like, can we set up a quick phone call, Mr. Klein, to discuss the copy and go over any changes you'd like done? How about Thursday at 1 p.m.? So I'll say something like that. Very, very quick email and I'll ask for a reply. Often what happens at that point, and I've heard this from clients many times, the client will get back to me after this point and say, Steve, thank you so much for staying on top of this. I got busy with other things, but I want this other project done. Thanks for staying on top of it. Yes, let's meet on Tuesday at 1 o'clock to discuss this. Because believe it or not, for some clients, it's easier to give feedback verbally than it is with an email. So, um, so sometimes they appreciate scheduling a phone call, and that's often worked for me. Now, what if you keep following up and weeks go by and you hear nothing? Well, what you can do is you can send a final email. And in that final email, you simply say this. You say that you've enjoyed working with them on the project, that you hope the project is a success for them, that you assume that the copy you've written for them is fine, and that if they ever need any more writing or copywriting help, to be sure to give you a call. That's it. And that's your last email, and that's your last follow-up. And that's what you do. You end it like that. So you try to end it on a positive note. I call it a closing email. Uh, it closes it emotionally for you, so you're not thinking about it anymore. And uh, for the client, it lets them know that you're being professional, you're following up, you're making some assumptions, and you're inviting them to get in touch with you if they need any more copy done. It's a good way to end it. Now, if you've gotten 50% up front and you, or, and you sent your invoice, then that email is a very comfortable email to send, okay, because you don't really have much to lose. But if you keep following up and following up and following up for weeks, it's... Uh, it's just not a dignified thing to do for yourself. And you just come across as a pest and it's really unnecessary. You may never know why the client has gone silent on you or why the client has put the project on hold or why they haven't given you any feedback on it. You may never find out, but why drive yourself crazy? Follow up diligently right after the project for about two, maybe three weeks wait a little bit, send that final closing email, and then move on to other things. 
Really, that's the best you can do. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success Podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And would you do me a favor? If you have any topic suggestions, uh, please give me a call or send me an email. You can reach me at steve at steveslonwhite.com. would love to hear from you. And also, you can find all the episodes of the B2B Writing Success Podcast on iTunes or at www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. And there's lots of other resources there as well that will help you in your B2B writing or copywriting business. So I'm Steve Slomwhite. Have a great week, and I will be chatting with you next week. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slomwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.